Welcome to the Flow and Freedom Show. I'm your host, Avril Anderson, coach, mentor, and guide for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs who are ready to let go of the BS around what building a business should look like and create a scalable, thriving, soul-aligned business that balances the divine feminine and divine masculine energies within. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's flagship podcast episode. And we're diving straight into such an important topic and an area intrinsic to start to explore to support you to fully lean into you, the power of you, unlock your potential and build trust in yourself. Yes, my lovely, today we're talking about intuition and ego and really what the difference is, why one should be speaking louder than the other, and also how to tap back into that beautiful innate quality that you have within you that has always been there, but that has been dulled down and disenfranchised by years of societal conditioning, years of being told to think as opposed to feel, and also the brashness of the ego in our everyday life. In a world where we're surrounded by information overload every day and social media channels portraying a lifestyle and level of perfection that in reality just doesn't exist, it can be so, so easy to start to look outside of ourselves for the benchmarks of success and to quickly start to fall into that cycle of feeling lack, panic, and like everyone else suddenly knows more than we do. And when this happens, we give away our power. We give away our power to the external, when we know innately power is within us. You are perfect as you are. You have everything you need within you to have everything you desire in this life. But when we start to look external to ourselves and think, I should be doing that. They have done it better than me. How can I have what they have? What we start to do is get skewed. Our our vision or view of reality starts to get skewed and we start to move further away from ourselves, move further away from trusting ourselves and our ability to really make the decisions and follow the path that is going to guide us to what it is we desire most which is within you it is not it can never be found outside of you it is all within you but as I say it's it's just buried underneath all of those years of conditioning and when we start to give away our power and couple that with a lifetime of programming and societal conditioning from family caregivers and teachers around the need to think be logical find the solution think it through and the prominence towards studying practical subjects now I don't know about you right but for me subjects that I excelled at at school were not logic based. It was always where I could lean into my creativity and my playfulness. But I always remember, even when I went into my early career and I had a project that I was working on um, and I would go to a line manager and be like, okay, I've come up against this. Something doesn't feel right about this. Something's off or there's something wrong with somebody or I'm I'm very empathic and I can very easily pick up on on others' um, emotions. And instead of, you know, so I would come with this innate feeling the feeling that I just couldn't put my finger on it, but something wasn't right or someone, there was something wrong with someone. Um, and I was so right, well, let's think it through. Let's talk it through. What do we need to do? What action do we need to take? Right, let's, what do you think? What do you think? I was like, I'm not thinking, I'm feeling, I'm feeling. And that was almost drilled out of me at a very early age, especially when I come into my corporate career. So somewhere along my journey, I know that I lost touch with my ability to tune in with what I really wanted, what made me happy. What was just for my pure joy and excitement. And I started listening to others, trying to fit in, letting go of who I was a little more and more as I grew. And especially I noticed this happening as I hit my teen years, around the age of 14, 
um, and a lot of the work I've been doing, you know, over the past couple of years around coming home to myself has really, you know, drawn to the fact that around the age of 14, I made a decision that I, my identity, my, me as a person wasn't enough. I wasn't enough as I was. Um, and what I find is then from that right through into my mid twenties, I started to really try to fit in more, letting go of who I was a little more and more every year. And then by the time I'd reached my mid twenties, I completely lost touch with who I was. I was essentially identityless. I absorbed the identities of those around me and I have an open emotion center in human design. So for any human design um, enthusiasts or anybody who is currently living their life and running their business by design, um, you know, the open emotional center means I absorb the emotions of those around me. It's like a sponge. Um, and But not only did I start to absorb people's emotions, I also started to absorb their identities, their personalities, so keen, so eager to fit in, even when I knew deep down, when my, when my intuition was trying to tell me that a decision was wrong, I overread it with logical thought, but if I just do this, then I'll fit in. But, you know, and I was even dulling myself down more and more. It didn't need society to do that for me anymore, right? I, I'd become a pro. I'd become an absolute genius at learning to ignore my intuition. So it, at that point, it got to the point where every decision I made was based on external influences or conditioning. I lost my ability to trust and to look inwards for the answers because as I said earlier in this podcast the answers are within the answers to what it is we truly desire what it is we're trying to create it's all within us we don't need to look externally for that but from a very young age we're taught to look externally for that so for me ego was firmly in charge and interestingly if we dive back into human design for a second on a side note is I am a generator, a sacral generator with a defined spleen. So when it comes to intuition, I am literally designed to live life using those beautiful sacral gut responses, tapping into my intuition. I can feel intuitive hits now. The more I've honed my intuition and started to, to you know, remove the conditioning, peel back the layers, sort of dust off my intuition, I have noticed that I can actually literally feel intuitive hits. I can feel, I get a twinge in my side whenever you get that feeling of something's just not right or something's really right. Or whenever I know innately that a decision is right for me, I can literally feel it. It's a physiological response for me at times. Um, but I didn't always have that. And I remember thinking back now, I definitely had it as a child. And at some point I just lost it. I lost it. I let go of it. Um, uh, or maybe I just packed it away until I was ready to bring it back out again. So I'm sure that when you're listening to this, you can relate to this with those times when you had that feeling when you were out and about, but you dismissed it, right? So you knew that something was wrong, but we dismiss it. We say, oh, don't be silly. It's nothing. Let's just keep keep going. Or in business, you know, the the program that you really wanted to launch. And I brought um, my ego firmly into my business with me without having fully tapped into my intuition. In the very early days, um, I really saw this at play. So I definitely saw myself unable to tap into my intuition in business. And an example of this is launching programs, right? Launching programs that I thought the industry wanted, that I thought my dream clients, in air quotes, wanted and needed, or 
programs very similar to those that others had launched because thought, well, if it's working for them, it'll work for me, right? It'll, my dream clients must need this too. They're a similar dream client. So I better launch this program. Again, going outside of my ego saying, you know, you can't launch that program. You can't talk about spirituality. People don't want to know about that stuff. They just want to sell, sell, sell. And um, I launched a couple of programs in, in the early stages of my business and work with clients who, you know, were amazing clients. Um, but sometimes we've got limited results. And the reason for that was, in hindsight, they wanted to know how to sell. But the thing is, they knew how to sell. Selling was not the problem. Selling is rarely the problem. It was their association with what sales meant to them. And it was their ego shining, you can't sell, you're bad at sales, as opposed to listening to what intuitive sales meant for them. How to intuitively sell. And when I made that rapid shift in my business, when I say rapid, it was rapid because it genuinely was a quantum leap. When I stopped trying to launch the programs that I thought people wanted, when I started to create space to listen to what my intuition was telling me and guiding me towards, all of a sudden, more people started to drop into my DMs. There was more engagement in my content. There was more invitations and calls. There was more invitations to, you know, speak to, to audiences. And it's one of the reasons I started this podcast. So for a year, this content sat has sat on my desktop for a year this equipment has sat um clamped to the side of my desk with my ego telling me well what does it matter what you have to say there's so many voices out there there's already so many people with podcasts why would people listen to yours the thing is I don't need everyone to listen to my podcast my podcast is there for intuitively for I know the people the female entrepreneurs who are ready to stop dulling down, who are ready to stop bending to the will of what society wants or what their ego is telling them to do. The multi-passionate female entrepreneur who is unwilling any longer to disenfranchise those parts of herself that she knows are what make her uniquely her. That's the only woman I need to listen to this podcast because these words are for her. And when I realized that, when I followed that intuition of it, it's not about an ego metric. It's not another metric to track in the business. It's not about how many downloads this podcast gets. It's about sharing. It's about reaching out and sharing what I know innately, deeply, intuitively will support the women who are ready to hear it. So, you know, when when I moved from ego to intuition and ego still ego still plays a big part in all of our lives even when we're tapped into our intuition the difference is being able to tell the difference between who's actually speaking ego or intuition and that my lovely is what we're going to dive into now what is the ego essentially the ego is that part of the mind and it's responsible for really analyzing and looking at our reality and it has a responsibility for our personal identity so it affirms our personal identity so our ego is always looking to reaffirm who we are so those I am statements when anytime I start I am I think oh here's the ego um but its primary function and this is so important to remember because it really allows us to look at ego in a different light the ego's primary function is to ensure your basic survival it's to ensure that your basic survival needs are met so whether that is if we think back to a time when ego would have served us very well, whenever there was a real danger in our environment, um, you know, and ego was there to perceive those threats, you know, so it was about, do we have enough food to eat? Do we have somewhere placed to put our head tonight? Are there any risks? Are there any saber-toothed tigers around? Um, and it's heavily influenced by the external world. So again, come back to that external, internal. Um, ego is heavily influenced by the world around us. So we're always scanning our external environment to make sure that we're safe, but also to reaffirm our sense of our identity. 
And the society and culture that we grew up in, so and this will be different for each of us, right? We all grew up in different societies. We all have different family circles and, and, and groups and cultures. And the past experiences and our fears give our ego all it needs to work with. So it's always looking back at past events and rationalizing and logical. And it basically, it will reject anything that challenges our sense of self. So anything that the, the ego has decided about us or anything that affirms you are so like, I am a good business woman, or I am a good daughter, or I am, you know, or I am bad at um, something. The minute that we try to tell our ego something that is in defiance of that or in the opposite of that, it will automatically reject it. It will reject anything that it feels is attacking our sense of self. So it's really important that we learn how to distinguish when the ego is at play and when the ego is the one carrying the narrative. The other interesting thing about our ego is um, it will always lead with scarcity over abundance, okay? The job of our ego is remember keeping us safe so it's always looking for what's lacking you know so it, it'll always like say well, we don't have somewhere to sleep we don't have something to eat it's always looking to try and figure out what it needs to affirm us keep us safe um, and it's always planning to mitigate risk okay so again we talked about you know whenever the ego is really a playback when it was needed so we'll always seek to mitigate risk and it'll see risk is anything anything that you do to push yourself outside your comfort zone. So anything that it doesn't already know. And this is so important to recognize is that even if it's better for you, even if it is better for you, the ego will still reject it because it's different. It is not what it knows. It is beyond what it has um, learned in the past, the experiences, the events. So even if sometimes when you're trying to do something that's better for you, that's going to make your life better, the ego will pull you back in, will reject it, will start trying to lie. You can't do that. Don't be silly. The risk, risk, risk. Think of the humiliation. Think of the judgment, whether that's launching a new program, launching a podcast, putting out a piece of social media content that could be deemed vulnerable. Your ego will be shouting at you and learning how to navigate and um, deal with our ego is so important in business, especially when we're working towards that beautiful soul alignment. Because when the ego is in charge, we will never fully be able to lead our business in a way that fully shows all parts of us, that allows us to lean in, that allows us to show up in our business every single day in beautiful soul alignment. And the other thing is, if you find yourself all of a sudden backing something up with facts and logic and reasoning, so the why, so again, go back to the logical brain, um, or pulling you know, well, this happened in the past when you did this, this happened in the past. And remember last time you did that, you can't do that, Avril, because, you know, this happened last time you did that. And I've seen this play out very, very um, strongly in my business over the last um, four months as I've been making this beautiful, beautiful intuitive transition to supporting my clients outside of just that masculine um, side of business into what has innately always been in me and what my ego has always dragged me away from, which is this beautiful soul alignment and self-sovereignty. My ego was leading me to stay in a very specific place because the last time that I started to really open up about my spirituality and the role of soul alignment and self-sovereignty in business and growing a fulfilling business, everything stopped, everything stalled. And um, my ego pulled me back into that comfort zone um, because at that time I hadn't fully learned to align with my intuition. But when you're finding yourself trying to back a decision up with logic and facts, even when you know innately and deeply, that it is not a logical world we live in. This is not a logical world we live in. And find yourself pulling from those past experiences to form a, a case. It's almost like I think of it like ego and intuition in, in a courtroom, um, in a lawsuit. You know, ego will be the one that will be 
throwing up the big testimonies and all the facts and the figures and the last time this happened. And it can really put forward a really solid case. So if you were the judge or jury, you'd be looking at thinking, okay, these facts all stack up. Even if intuitively it's not the right case, even if intuitively it's not the right case because it will change its story, jumping from fact to fact. And it'll also change up the argument when it needs to simply for no other reason than to keep control over the situation. So this is the important thing to remember when ego is leading the way, you might wake up tomorrow with a complete ego telling you a completely different story or reason not to do something because if it thinks that for a minute that it's threatened, it thinks, okay, well, that logic didn't think that, that argument didn't work. Those 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 facts didn't, didn't work to keep her safe. So let's, okay, let's jump to somewhere else. Let's pull some other experiences. Let's find another angle on this. So you'll know ego's talking when you find yourself jumping from angle to angle, reason to reason, story to story, logic to logic. It doesn't make sense. And all of a sudden you're like, there's, there's so much information here that makes sense, even though you keep on changing the story you're telling yourself, right? Um, and I'm sure if you think about it, you've probably seen this play out in your business or life at some point or another. But you've told yourself every reason under the rainbow why you can't do something. And yesterday's reason is different to today's reason. That, my lovely, is ego in full, full flow. And when we look at intuition, so let's look at the, the intuition versus the ego, that part of us that we all have. And that's so important to know. It's not that some are gifted with intuition and others aren't. It's not that some can hone this skill and others can't. The thing is, it is a skill. And the more we learn to use it, the more we learn to tune into it, the more we allow ourselves to really embrace it, then the stronger it gets. It's like a muscle. I guess I would refer to it as a muscle to go into the gym. The more we use it, the stronger it's going to get, right? It's innately within all of us. But the thing is, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, society rejects the illogical, something that can't be seen, something that we can't explain, something that hasn't got a physical presence or form is often rejected by society because we believe, live in a society where we believe it, we can't see it, it isn't real, right? And logical is so much easier to form a case with, okay? So think, logic, create an outcome, format something. We can see it in front of us. Whereas with intuition, there's nothing to see. It originates from soul. Your intuition originates from your soul. And it's the energetic part of us that is, our soul is that energetic part of you. That is, it's literally taking temporary residence in your body and it's connected to your higher self, your higher intelligence, the oneness, the collective, whatever you wish to call it, okay? And the difference between your ego and your intuition, which is originated from your soul, is that your soul wants nothing more than for you to experience your best life. Your soul wants nothing more than for you to expand, to grow, to have everything you desire, to have the most beautiful experiences and growth within this experience. And that's the key difference. Intuition always wants the best for us, even if it's not logical, even if we can't make sense of it, okay? It's always working for your higher good. It's always working for your higher self. And our intuition will guide us. It will guide us gently, whereas ego is brash and pushing and shoving. If you think about, you know, two different experiences, standing in a nightclub um, line to get in and everyone's pushing and shoving when the doors open versus maybe a an opera experience, a, a red carpet experience where the door is opened and you're gently called forward and ushered into your beautiful seat. Um, that's kind of the way I like to see them in my head. Um, and the intuition will always send you the messages, the gentle nudges that will lead you towards your greatest good, whether that can sometimes feel so far away from where the logic is leading us. Um, it is always, remember, it's always leading you for your greatest good. 
And sometimes people experience intuition in very different ways. As I said earlier, for me, I can now, it's genuinely a physiological you know, feeling for me. I can literally feel it. So, you know, and I'm sure if you reflect back, again, I, I'll always call you in, in these podcasts to, to think back into your own experience as well, to make connection with what we're talking about. But when you've been somewhere, you've been doing something, you've got that feeling in your gut. You know, when you're walking down the street, you, you sense that there's somebody near you. Or if you thought about somebody and all of a sudden you've got a message from them or your phone is rang or the next day you bump into somebody in the street that you've been thinking about the day before that you haven't maybe seen for 10 years. And all of a sudden, there they are in front of you. That is intuition at play. And the thing with intuition is you're perfect as you are. And intuition knows this. It's, it doesn't. Intuition doesn't seek external validation it only ever looks inwards inwards for the guidance inwards for what is going to lead you to your higher self it knows that you know the answers it knows that the happiness that you seek the happiness that you're looking for is all within it will never be fulfilled by looking externally for it and it's the guidance system it's like our inbuilt gps for our higher self um and it's always working towards guiding you to your higher self. So remember that if you find yourself looking externally for validation in something or externally for answers or externally for how someone else is doing it, ego's a play. When you create space in those beautiful gaps in your day to learn to drop in and listen to what you already know because it's already within you, you will find what you're seeking. And the big difference also between your ego and your intuition is whereas the ego will tell you any story it needs to to keep you safe, whether that is criticizing you, whether that is being brash, whether that is telling you that you shouldn't, you can't, you don't, you're not good at. Intuition will never criticize. Intuition is pure love. It is pure, pure love. And it will always guide you in a positive manner. It will always honor you and guide you for who you are. And it will also remind you that the way to get to where you seek the way to create the life that you desire and the abundance that you desire is with love, joy, ease, compassion. Unlike ego, intuition will not give you a lengthy case. It is the lawyer in the courtroom that stands up, presents the message in a sentence or two and leaves it at that because intuition knows it does not need a case. Intuition knows it does not need witnesses. Intuition knows that it does not need to reinforce its case or come up with reasoning or evidence to support because intuition in itself is enough. It does not need to corroborate its story. It does not need to play out a lengthy case. It is concise. It is compassionate. And unlike that ego that is scarcity and lack your intuition knows that this universe we live in is one of pure abundance. There is abundance everywhere. We don't need to worry and fear of there not being enough or not being able to or not having. Because the truth is your intuition knows and your higher self knows that the abundance that we have in this universe is plentiful. We don't have to worry about things running out, clients, sales, money, opportunities. And the thing is, when we're in true alignment with ourselves, the reason that we we operate from those places of lack and scarcity is because we're not in true soul alignment. We're not doing the things that light us up. We're not doing the thing that we're here to do. We're not doing living out our purpose and our mission that we, we're here to do on this planet. And that is when lack and scarcity comes to, into play because our soul knows that that is not the path for us. Our soul knows that we are, again, looking externally 
thinking that we need to do more, be more, have more, when in all truth is, it is already within us. It is already within us. And unlike that ego that will change its story and time and time again and give you fact after fact, jumping from case to case to reasoning to reasoning, intuition will not change its story. Intuition will not change its case. Intuition will not change that divine message that it has delivered to you. Unlike ego, which it'll change its story and it'll shout and shout and shout until you listen to every version of it, intuition will be quiet, it will be gentle, but it will be consistent. So those times when you're getting those hits to launch the program, to reach out to someone, to write the damn post, to launch the podcast, to do the thing, you'll know it's intuition when it gently reminds you time and time and time again and guide you to that for your higher self. Your intuition is rooted in safety. Your intuition knows that it is there for your higher good. I know for me that when I've seen ego at play in my life, it's kind of looked like this. And sometimes it can be difficult to be like, well, how do I know what the difference is between ego and intuition? So I sort of jotted down a few examples for me where I've been able to look back and and when I become more in tune with my intuition and my ego, um, learn to identify which is speaking. So um, whenever I have wanted to lose a little bit of weight, I know the ego is leading that journey. Whenever I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, well, I need to do this or others are going to judge me or, you know, next time I go home, somebody's going to tell me I put on a little bit of weight or, um, you know, I don't want people to judge me um, for putting on weight. That's ego, external looking outwards, what will people say? What will people say? Whereas whenever I made the switch and actually started to listen to my intuition around this, intuition guided me to get fit and healthy, not to lose weight, but to get fit and healthy for me. So I could feel stronger within myself. So I could feel healthier. That was intuition guiding me to my higher self. It wasn't for others. It wasn't about, you know, shedding pounds so others wouldn't judge or ridicule. It was actually about me feeling stronger within myself, me feeling more energy within myself. It was about me. Um, and also then when it came around to business and, you know, and I give you this example earlier on in the podcast, Ego told me to launch programs that didn't align. And that's what I thought people wanted, right? People will buy that. Um, whereas now, I launch what I feel intuitively guided to launch. Um, and ego will tell you you're lazy for taking time off. So I used to get this thing that when I was ill or I just didn't feel it. You know, we all get those days where we work, we feel a little bit meh in business. Um, I would tell myself I'm lazy and I would push on through and push on through and push on through to the point where I would make myself sick and eventually be on the road to burnout. Um, because ego would, would tell me, you know, I would believe, well, I'm a hard worker. I'm, you know, I, I show up for myself. I show up for my business. So by taking time off, my ego was like, well, you're lazy. You're being lazy. You got to get back to work. You got to do more. Sales won't come in unless you're working. Whereas now I've learned to ask my body what it needs. I listen to my body. I drop out of my head the do more, be more, have more circuit of loop of ego chat in my head and this logical thinking but I have to do this and I have to do that and I listen to my body and ask my body for what it needs and it will always guide me my intuition always guides me to rest my body when it needs to be rested so that I can serve all of my amazing clients at a much higher level than instead of pushing through not answering the voxer or the email or the slack message or the instagram dm within two hours versus five hours after you've had a beautiful afternoon nap 
that's not going to make or break your business from the other person's perspective, okay? But what it is going to do is if you give yourself the time to rest, when you give your body what it needs, what it desires, what it innately knows it wants, those three hours aren't going to make a difference to the person at the other end of that message, but they're going to make a hell of a difference to you. And in turn, they are going to impact that person more positively because um, certainly as a coach and a mentor, when I have more clarity, when I am rested, when I have what I need, when I filled up my own cup, we innately serve our clients at a much higher level. So when you listen to that voice of intuition, you invite in that trust, you invite in that love, you invite in that abundance, um, and essentially you invite in that beautiful soul alignment and inner peace because you're listening to what you already know, that soul alignment. You're literally listening to your higher self. Yet when we pay attention to that brash, loud, shouting voice of ego, the only thing you're inviting into your business and your life is scarcity, that competitive mentality, which really doesn't have a place for much longer in this um, society and certainly in entrepreneurship. And fear, we invite in fear. I mean, who wants to open the door and invite in fear over love any day? And I see this so much with clients and certainly myself in the past is we live in this cycle, perpetual cycle of fear because we live perpetually listening to the ego. So when we can learn the difference between when that ego is at play and when intuition is trying to speak to us, I promise you from personal experience, the journey gets more rewarding. The journey feels more in alignment. The journey flows because we can't deny our higher self. And the fact that it is always, always, always working innately for our good. So how do I start to connect back with my intuition? I hear you. How do I start to connect back into my intuition? Well, I know certainly for me, um, I have Jinky 24 in my Jinky sphere, which is actually um, my life's work, Jinky. Um, and Jinky 24 is about um, leaving space space that is needed for new inspirations to drop in seemingly out of notes but first before we can do that right we must be open and able to receive them so before we can receive those intuitive hits before we can start to really listen to them we first have to affirm to ourselves that we are willing and open to receive them so when we take that moment to pause when we take the moment to, to just stop and ask between thoughts what is it i need today what do i need today and give space, leave the space, the pause to allow yourself to connect in with your higher self, your higher frequency of this beautiful intuitive energy. So that is the first thing. Start to create space in your day, whether that's first thing in the morning when you wake up, whether that's midday, whether that's before bed, whether that's just sitting down, closing your eyes and just asking and waiting, waiting for the beautiful innate response from your intuition. And then the second thing is actually, as I've mentioned a couple of times, it's learning to hear which voice are yours, which voices are yours. And I mean this not in terms of ego and intuition, but what are you consuming? What are you consuming from your external environment? Whether it's news, whether it's Instagram, whether it's emails, whether it's talking to people, what are you consuming on a daily basis, okay? And when you're affirming something to yourself or you're making decisions, or you're having that internal chatter with yourself, whose voice is it? Is it your voice? Or is it someone else's that you've read that day? Is it something that somebody has told you that you should be doing? Or is it something that you're listening and eighthly and telling yourself, actually, this is what I want, not what I'm being told that I should have in society. 
So start to pay attention to who you're absorbing information from every day. Um, if there are people are triggering you on Instagram, mute them. Mute them. I can't reaffirm this enough for you. If people are triggering you um, or making you feel less than enough. So if people are triggering you, I would say when we're triggered, it's fine to look deeper at what it is that we need to examine. But when people are making you feel like absolute rubbish about yourself or not feeling good enough or feeling like you're too far behind, mute them, my love. Life is too short to have those voices in your head, in your life, you know, influencing your reality. You have everything you need within you. You don't need that external voice to tell you what you need. It's already within you. And when you do what I said in the previous step and leave the space to really start to allow yourself to listen to your own voice, to your own intuition, that will be stronger and yield you better results in every way than any external voice ever could. And journal. So what I love to do is look back over my journal, okay? Um, and look back over the things that, you know, come up for me repeatedly time and time and time again and often the things that don't make sense because you know when I look back now at previous journal entries um and I can start to see a correlation like little plots in a map of where my intuition has been coming up and telling me and telling me and telling me gently repeatedly not changing her story and it didn't make sense at the time so I've just sort of went over it but I look back I can see where my intuition was trying to guide me and where I'd been ignoring it so journal and especially if things don't make sense sometimes by journaling it, we can actually start to see where our intuition is trying to guide us. Feel it. Learn to drop into your body. Learn to drop out of your head and into your body. Those gut hits, those gut feelings you get, don't ignore them. I mean, that is the enteric nervous system. It is our second brain. And it's literally that term, gut feeling, is there for a reason because we can actually feel it. So the mind-body connection, 90% of the information goes from the body to the mind and 10% from the mind to the body. Let me reaffirm that for you. 90% of the information goes body up, 10% brain down. So we really, really, really should be paying attention to those visceral feelings within your body. Asking yourself, what do I feel? How does this feel within my body? And listening to your body, not to your brain, not to the mental chatter, not to the ego, not to the response we think we should be giving ourselves whenever that happens, but actually just asking ourselves, how does that feel in my body and listening for those responses, those visceral bodily responses. What is your body trying to tell you? Another way that I love to, to tap into my intuition is by tapping into my soul. Don't forget, intuition is led by soul. Intuition is literally led by our soul to our higher selves, okay? So I'll often just stop and put my hand on my heart and ask for guidance. What is it that I need to know? today and that question in itself is enough there is no need for a follow-up response there is no need for a follow-up question it's learning to listen to the response that comes what is it I need to know today you're literally asking your intuition to tell you to guide you as to what it is that you need to know today and grinding is another really powerful tool that I use. If I feel I'm really overly connected, overloaded, ego in full flow, you know, really giving me a hard time, really giving me a hard time when I know my ego is, she's she's at play and she's really just shouting at me, I grind and I center. So I shift my energy to allow the intuition to flow. So some things that I'll do there is I'll go outside and walk barefoot in the grass or go for a walk deeply in nature, feeling nature, whether it's just holding my hands up against a tree or going into um, cook soup up, which is a whole brain state, which is a, a method to really connect the left and the right brain and allow us to ground and center in times whenever our ego is really running the show. 
So don't try and make decisions from that place. I have had to remind myself that so many times because in society, again, we're taught to react. Everything, we live in an instant society. Everything happens now immediately. Everything happens. We send, we order something from Amazon, we expect it within 24 hours. We order something from, you know, an online food provider, we expect it in our house in 30 minutes. You know, when we buy something, we expect express delivery. And we live in a society where everything has to happen instantly, but we don't need to respond instantly. Allow yourself to come back to your true self. Give yourself space to come back to who you really are, your soul purpose, your soul alignment and your intuition. So grounding and centering is a really, really good way to do that. Or simply a four, four, eight breath repeated. So in for four, hold for four, release for eight, letting go of anything that is not serving you or guiding you to your truest higher self. And then the last thing is, I love to test those intuitive hits. So it's one of those things, as I say, it's a skill and we hone a skill. The more we use it, the more we lean into it, the more we actually use it, then the more that we learn how to understand when it's speaking to us, right? The more we learn when our intuition is the one um, that is talking to us. So sometimes when I get an intuitive hit, I'll test it and see if it follows through. And the more that you do that, you can do it with small things like, hmm, I sense that, you know, my husband's going to call me and if he calls me within 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, OK, OK. Um, or the thing that you get, that little guide that you get to launch something, to do something, to post something. My best performing posts on my social media have always with height feel. Not been the posts that have been scheduled to go. Not been the posts that have been strategically planned around a launch or strategically planned to support X, Y or Z or what I'm doing. It's a post that intuitively comes to me that I know that I cannot deny but share, even if it's vulnerable, even if it shows me all sides of me, all parts of me, my vulnerability. Those are the posts that connect. And that's the truth when it comes to business, my lovely. When you start to lead your business from intuition, when you start to drop in and trust, truly, truly, truly trust yourself and trust your guidance, even if it doesn't always make sense, remember, Intuition won't always make sense, but it will always be working for your higher purpose. I can promise you, from my experience, what I have seen is that when I lead my business with intuition and drop into soul alignment and allow myself to follow the illogical, do the illogical, be the illogical, I am so much more in alignment, flow, abundance, whether that be of clients, sales, happiness, joy, creativity. It all flows. It all flows when I allow myself to lean into those intuitive moments and allow myself to be led to to grow my business in an intuitive way. And sometimes that can be letting things go. Sometimes that can be creating something where sometimes that can be evolving a program. Sometimes that can be completely culling businesses, which I've done um, when they just didn't align anymore, but always trusting and knowing that my intuition is guiding me in that path for a reason. And it has never failed me. Ego has failed me so many times. That brash voice has failed me because it has just tried to keep me safe. It's tried to keep me in the comfort zone. Even when the decisions that I was being called to make, even the choices that I was being called to make from an intuitive side were going to help me grow and help me, you know, become who I'm destined to be, who I already am within. And ego kept pulling me back and pulling me back and pulling me back out of that growth and courage zone into that comfort zone. That has failed me so many times. And I made a very conscious decision last year that that was no longer going to be the case. And I knew if I had to, if I wanted to, um, grow my business in a way that was going to work for me because we're not here for a, a six month.
to your tenure business, you're doing what you're doing because you desire it, you love it, you're here to create an impact, you have a purpose, you have a mission. And if you're going to do that for the next 30, 40 years of my life, my love, you better well be damned love what you do and be guided in a way that it works for you. If you keep growing and building your business based on what everyone else wants on the outside, what everyone else thinks and tells you you should be doing or what success should look like, you're going to keep in this loop of ego burnout cycle, ego burnout cycle, and keep launching the programs that don't fill you up. Keep launching the programs that don't light your soul on fire. Keep launching the programs that people aren't buying because they are not your programs. They are not innately you because only you can bring to your business you. Only you can sell in the way you do. Only you can deliver your programs in the way you do. It doesn't matter if the co- like the topic is the same as somebody else is delivering. They will never be able to deliver it in the same way as you. So when we let ego lead the show, when we let ego tell us what to do, it's never, ever, ever working for your highest purpose. It will never bring you the fulfillment, the flow, the freedom, the abundance, and the alignment that you know you deserve, that you crave, and you desire. So... My invitation to you as we close off this episode is to start to peel back the layers of conditioning. Like I often think of intuition as this beautiful little gem hidden underneath these really heavy, dusty blankets in the basement of a house because the ego lives in the attic and your intuition lives in the basement. So if we go down to the basement and you see a in the corner a pile of old, dusty, blankets that just smell really bad and have been there for ages and you slowly start to peel those off social conditioning logic ego should do must do external voices when you start to peel all those back underneath there is a beautiful untouched shining gem which is your intuition and that when you connect with that when you lead your business with that beautiful gem well it is just beautiful I have loved speaking with you today, my lovelies, about this topic, and I'd love to know what has resonated with you, what has struck a chord, or what your findings are when you implement this within your business. So make sure and come and connect with me and uh, let me know how you've got on.